For those of you guys new to Cat on the Loose, welcome to our fast-growing worldwide cat kingdom, where we can speak freely about sex, dating, and relationships with no judgment or filters. This podcast is a little bit different than your usual podcast because it is 100% organic, meaning we do not edit our interviews at all. It's never scripted. It's a very real conversation, and it's not always in studio. Many times we record in real life, sometimes at the homes of our guests, sometimes in places where we interact with our guests, such as events, restaurants, etc. It is truly a window into our lives, and it is meant to open up conversations and invite everyone to join in. We have 24-7 open lines of communications for you guys via WhatsApp, 1-305-332-0338, via email contact at catondaluz.com and of course on social media real cat on the loose or my social media cat Samudo. so please feel free to chime in i love 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 to hear from you guys and this is really 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 for you and now we proudly have audiences in over 47 countries and growing so thank you all so much for listening my guest today Mandy Hale is a New York Times best-selling author who has written five books and has a fantastic Instagram page called The Single Woman with over half a million followers, which really became a social media movement that inspires single women to live their best lives and to never, ever settle. Mandy cuts to the heart of the matter with her inspirational, straight-talking, and very humorous take on life and love. And of course, I fell in love with her work and her message that literally reaches millions of women across the world every day through her blog, her books, and her social media platforms. I truly hope you guys enjoy my conversation with Mandy. And if you are a single woman out there, I hope she inspires you to live your best life. And please remember, I have a lot of single girlfriends out there that put a lot of pressure on themselves to find a man, a partner. But you do not need to have a partner to be living your best life ever. You may want to have a partner, of course, but you do not need to have a partner to be living your best life ever. I really hope you guys enjoy this very special episode with Mandy, all the way from Nashville to Cat on the Loose. And before today's episode, I have to say thanks to a couple of sponsors that make this independent podcast possible. Privé LA Luxury Concierge, one of the top luxury lifestyle concierge companies in the world. They absolutely are incredible and take care of all your travel needs worldwide, immersive experiences, luxury vacation rentals. If you're looking for a fantastic wedding venue or venues for corporate events, sports such as the Super Bowl, for example, coming up, you want to go, they got you. Privé takes care of everything from the best tickets in the house, transportation, accommodations, and their VIP services are unparalleled. Get in touch with them. Tell them I send you. Privé, you spell P-R-I-V-E-E-L-A, luxuryconcierge.com. Send them an email, info at privéla.com. The website is www.privéla.com. 
com. By the way, they take care of you not only here in Los Angeles. They do anything you need. Plan the most incredible vacations you can dream of worldwide. And of course, I also want to mention another company that is so supportive of this podcast and they're the nicest people in the world. And since we are in the beginning of the year and I know the subject is so relevant right now because so many of us make New Year resolutions to take care of ourselves, take care of our bodies and also take care of our homes. Gold Standard Builders, specializing in home renovations, luxury bathroom and kitchen remodeling. So if you're sitting out there thinking about revamping your house and and you are in the greater Los Angeles area and surroundings, reach out because they do incredible work at very fair prices. The owner, Adam Kornfeld, is so hands-on and he is so, so nice. This is why his clients love him so much. Of course, needless to say, so many times just revamping your kitchen cabinets or redoing your bathroom makes the value of a house go up so much, much. So, of course, it's such a great idea to keep investing money in our houses. And I know in the beginning of the year, so many people think about it, but many times we don't know who to trust. And this is why I decided to partner with Gold Standard because they are 1 million percent trustworthy. Obviously, they're licensed and insured in California. Reach out today for a free quote. Tell Adam I send you 1-800-469-9189. Info at goldstandardbuilders.com. Check out their website for the beautiful pictures of their incredible home remodeling projects. www.goldstandardbuilders.com. Mandy, welcome to Cat on the Loose. It's such an honor to have you. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. All the way from Nashville. Amazing. As I was telling you, it's totally on my bucket list. I'm going to make my way there one of these days. Yeah, I think it's on a lot of people's bucket list because <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's very much the it city right now. Although right now we are completely uh, covered <laughs> in snow. So I don't know if you probably want to wait a little while. It must be you. super beautiful though, right? <laughs> it is. It's beautiful. But after a few days, we're all kind of like, okay, it's pretty. Now it's time for spring. <laughs> I know. I hear you. Same here. Mandy, um, you, your work is so rich. So like I was saying to you, we have about 45 minutes. You are a New York Times bestselling author. You wrote a bunch of books. I have 10 million questions, so much I want to cover. I want to talk about your fabulous page that I fell in love with, The Single Woman. So are you ready to rock and roll? Let's just go for it. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to yeah, try to cover as much as I possibly can with you. Okay. So let's go. I'm ready. Uh, before I talk about your books, uh, how did you come up with the idea of creating The Single Woman on Instagram? Well, the entire idea of the single woman brand was born many years ago now. Um, it's been well over a decade. I was on the flip side of a really unhealthy relationship. I had just ended a relationship and had gone through this very, you know, challenging breakup. And I was just, at that point, I was you know, early thirties and kind of looking around for people who were talking about singleness in a positive way, because I was newly single and feeling very empowered and confident in my singleness and 
super excited to just kind of be on my own after a year and a half of an unhealthy relationship. And I just couldn't find anybody who was really sort of leading the parade of living your best single life. And I was like, okay, well, if nobody else is talking about it, it's talking about being single in a positive, uplifting, funny, real way, then maybe I'll do it. I've always loved to write. And I had actually set a New Year's resolution for myself that year to really focus more on my writing and find a creative outlet for my writing. And so I started just a little blog and just was talking about my experiences as a single woman and in life and love and dating and friendships and career and following your dreams and all the things. And I started the various social media platforms to promote the blog. And then the platforms really took on a life of their own. And my Instagram has become one of my most engaged, lively platforms that I have. I absolutely love my, my Instagram audience there and my friends on there. And it's been so much fun over these last more than 10 years now to get to share my heart and my stories and my adventures and my fiascos and all the things that, that go into being a single woman at now age 45. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you really caught my eye and, and, I, and I definitely want to talk about a few of the posts, but before, uh, tell me if you agree with me. I feel, cause I'm single as well. I was married for a long time for 14 years um, that's how the podcast started because I was married for a, an, an alcoholic. I was in a very abusive marriage. It took me a very long time to have the courage to, to leave the marriage and start my life over. And that's how I started the podcast, talking about my experiences in, in learning how to date again, right? After, uh, yeah. after, get, yeah, after leaving a, a, a long-term relationship. And I think a lot of women, uh, you know, want to share stories in my case and in your case. But I feel there is a big stigma with so many girls when it comes to being single. Like even with my girlfriends, I feel a lot of women feel bad, almost like a scarlet yeah. letter. And many times I don't understand that. It drives me crazy. Like even with my single girlfriends, sometimes they're like desperate. Like I gotta find a husband. I gotta find a husband. I gotta find... And I'm like, why do you girls have this desperation about almost like it's something negative. They, 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 they feel like being single as something negative. Do you see that perception a lot as well? Oh, for sure. I mean, it's honestly the biggest driving force behind why I wanted to start my movement of, you know, embracing your singleness. And I think it's unfortunate that in the over, like, again, over 10 years that I've been doing this, we're still not really talking about singleness in a very positive way. I think there's still, like you said, there's that stigma attached. There's that crazy cat lady, um, you know, label we sort of give women of a certain age who are single. And I just, you know, I, I, it, I can't stand it. I hate that we, that we do this to women. And it's like, people always joke around, you know, I try to make I try to talk about the single journey in, in a humorous way as well as a you know positive and empowering way because there is a lot of funny things that go into being single, especially single at age 45. Um, but I uh, totally lost my train of thought of where I was going with that. I was asking I you like... Was if making, you... Now it's just shot right out of my head. Um, 
but oh oh i know what i was gonna say there's always this kind of um outlook of like well why are you still single right right. people kind of they look at you like you're an alien from outer space and it's like you know there's no deep dark hidden reason that i'm still single it just it's just the way that my life has come together you know it's just the way things have happened i there's no deep, dark, hidden reason. It's just, I just haven't met the right person for me yet. And it really is as simple as that. And I think if we could just recognize that singleness, it's just a relationship status. That's that's it. It says nothing about who you are, your worth as a human. It's just your yeah. relationship status. Yeah, but it's I just also... who you happen to be walking this life with. Yeah. And, or at least for right now, maybe it's not a permanent relationship status. Um, totally. but yeah, I think that there's way too much weight yeah. put singleness because there's this sort of perspective that, Oh, you must be miserable and alone and unhappy and sad and tragic and all these things. And I'm like, but actually the reality is I look at most, I won't say all a huge majority of marriages that are around me. And I'm like, you know, I, you're just, you're, you're one of the most unhappy people I've ever met. And some of the people I know who are married and that's not to put a stigma on marriage, but the point that I'm making is there's no perfect existence. You can be married and be miserable. You of can course. be single and be miserable. Oh my God, of course. And your relationship status has very little to do with I completely one. agree with you. And, and I, and let's be clear I think there are a lot of single women that are very happy and have very fulfilling lives being single, right? I, being yeah, single I mean, there's, doesn't there's equal the, being the miserable. That talk about how the happiest, healthiest people <laughs> walking the earth today are single, single people, yeah. single women. There's actually scientific data <laughs> to back that up. So I don't know why there is this sort of, I don't know, this, this idea that you have to be in a relationship or you have to be in a marriage to be a happy, successful, fulfilled person, because that's certainly not true. Now, right. that's not to say that certainly marriage can add to that, to that. It can bring other wonderful, beautiful things into your life. But if you haven't already built a happy, fulfilled life for yourself as a single person, marriage isn't going to magically make you a happy, fulfilled person. And I think a lot of people don't really understand Oh my that. God, this is such an important point. I completely agree with you. If, you. if you're trying to find someone to make you happy, that's already like wrong from the get-go. I, I right. think you need to find happiness, a fulfilling life within yourself mm-hmm. first and foremost. And right. I use a phrase, and I want to know if you agree with me or not. I don't know if I heard that phrase somewhere, if I read it somewhere, or if I created it. I honestly don't remember, but I use that phrase a lot to myself and on my podcast. And I really live by it. And I think there's a big difference. And this is the phrase. There's a big difference between wanting a partner mm-hmm. to share life with and needing a partner. And again, I use my girlfriends that drive me crazy out of my mind as examples because two of my best friends are single and they say that all the time. Like, I need to find a boyfriend. I need to find a husband. I need, 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 need. And I'm like, no, you don't need to. Maybe you want to. And to me, this is a huge difference. And I think guys capture the neediness and most men don't like that. And I always hope that woman 
all of us as women, you want a partner, but you don't need a partner. And to me, right. this is such an important difference. Do you agree with that? I do agree with that. And I've actually tweeted and talked about before something along the lines of, you know, want without need is sexy indeed, because I love that. You, <laughs> and that's the thing. I, I'm 45 and I've been single for my entire life. I've never been married. I've never been engaged. I've been in relationships, obviously, over the years. But in terms of being actually married, I've, I've never had that. And so if I needed someone to exist, I would be in big trouble. <laughs> I would be, and that's the thing that, but I do think, I will say that I feel like society sort of ingrains that in us from yeah. a very young age. You know, we're playing with our Barbies and our Barbie dream. Of course, now the new Barbie is like totally, she's this badass, empowered, <laughs> confident, independent woman. So that's totally, things have totally shifted there. And I love the Barbie movie, by the way, but um, yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's sort of been this inherent mindset as we're raised, particularly I grew up in the South, you know, that, oh, you, you know, you're going to marry someone, either your high school sweetheart, probably 85% of the people I went to high school with married their high school sweetheart and mm -hmm. they've been with them ever since, or they've yeah. gotten divorced or whatever. But yeah, I mean, there's sort of this, this mindset of like, oh, that's just kind of what life is you know mm -hmm. you go to, to high school maybe you go to college you meet somebody in high school or in college you get married you settle down you have the 2.5 kids the minivan the white picket fence all the thing and that's just that's what your life is supposed to be yeah. and so I think it sort of ingrains this mindset and and not just women but men as well I think men can be some of the neediest creatures alive um that you absolutely cannot survive in this world without a partner. And that's just absolutely not true. I mean, I'm living proof of that. And I think no. you have to really come to the place in your life where you recognize that you are really the only, the only person that you're going, that you're guaranteed to be with until the end of your life is yourself. You are all you need. Everything else is just the cherry on top of the Sunday. Oh my God. No. And I love that you said that. And, and I agree. I think uh, cultures and, and family, they put so much pressure on us. I was the same growing up in a Latin culture. I was born in Brazil. My mom was yeah. Brazilian and you know, Latins and, and my mom's family was from Italy. They literally from the time you were born, they're like, you got to get married and you got to have babies. Yeah. None. I was always the black sheep of the family you know, yeah. the artist, the crazy person, nah, nah, nah. and I did get married young. And because my husband had so much money, uh, everybody kind of overlooked the fact that, you know, he was a drunk and he was abusing me. And it took yeah. me so long to get out of that. And now that I, I, I'm not in my 20s anymore, I'm not in my 30s anymore, I'm kind of like you. I'm enjoying my life so much that I'm at a place that I'm like, yes, if I don't even know if I'll ever want to get married <laughs> again, yeah. I'm getting pickier and pickier and pickier, but I completely agree with what you said. It would be like the cherry on my cake, but yeah. now I agree, like, you know, it's, it's completely okay. And it feels so good to be independent and have such a fulfilling life on your yes. own and, and, yeah. and it's empowering. And I think it's so great that you got out of your, your, you know, bad, unhealthy marriage. And, and that's so, that shows, you know, just such a mark, a mark of strength and courage because a lot of people say, and I think that 
that's so important to remind yourself every single day. Like I did not stay. I got, it probably would have been really easy to stay. Um, so I think anyone who's strong enough to kind of walk away from that and say, no, this is not, this is not honoring me. This relationship is not the, what's best for me and my path and my growth as a human. And I'm going to leave it here and I'm going to keep on moving. Um, I think that that's such a mark of, of yeah. you know, strength and courage. So you should be very proud of yourself for leaving because I'm <laughs> sure that there you. are people listening and, you know, yeah. people who, who are out there who are trying to figure out how to leave. And so I think that that gives, yeah. that gives up. Yeah, know, it was a process. Yeah, definitely. And and I talk about that a lot because it wasn't overnight. In my case, unfortunately, it took many, many, many years. And this is one of the main reasons why I I do the podcast and I started the podcast. Because, yes, I think in your case and my case, that's why we communicate to women all over the world. You need to be strong on your own, right? You need to be strong on your own. And you talk a lot about not settling, Yes, And I think this is so important because I see so many girls like, mm-hmm. eh, yeah, he's okay, but I want to get married. And they just said, right. like yeah. this day and age, I, I hear girls doing that. So since you wrote so many books, obviously you're an expert writing about these subjects. See if there's girls out there listening how so any tips or anything what do you say how do you convince somebody not to settle because i agree that's one of the most stupid mistakes like this is what i would say to my 20 year old self like don't settle don't 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 get married in a in a hurry don't listen to your family's pressure what would you say like in terms of not settling Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that the biggest thing to remember is that there is absolutely nothing in this world that is lonelier than being in the wrong relationship. And I think that a lot of people, they're just, like you said, they're just in a rush to, it's kind of like, and I think women and men do this. You know, they always, there's that joke on Sex in the City about how men are like a taxi cab when they're ready to get married, they turn on their, you know, their vacant light and they, the next person who gets in their cab, they're going to marry. And so I think that that's kind of like, that's a human instinct. Like once you get to that point where you're like, okay, I need to be married. I'm ready to be married. The next person who I date, I'm going to marry regardless. But I think that what you've got to remember in those moments and in your life in general is that it's so much better to have, because yes, I mean, you know this, anybody who's single knows this. Yes, there are moments of loneliness in the single journey. There are days of loneliness. There are times when you feel like, man, you know, we just came through the holidays. We're getting ready to come up on Valentine's Day. It's yeah. like, man, I would love to have a partner for this. Or when you're walking through something challenging or whatever the situation may be. So, I mean, yeah, there's moments where you're going to deal and you're going to contend with some loneliness as a single person. But I always say it is so much better to deal with a little bit of loneliness now as a single person than a lifetime of loneliness with the wrong person. And I think you've just got to ask yourself in all aspects of life, not just relationships, but friendships and career and, you know, anything that you choose to do in your life. Like, is this really the best choice for me? Is this honoring to me as a human? Is this fulfilling me? Is this is this person or this relationship, are they 
just a placeholder because I don't want to be alone? Or are they, you know, stimulating me as a human? They're engaged in this relationship. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're reciprocal in the relationship and their time and their commitment and their loyalty and their honesty. I mean, you there's so many, so many things that you've got to take into consideration before entering into a relationship just because you don't want to continue to be alone. And I think that's why the divorce rate is as high as it yeah. is. I think that's why there are so many unhappy marriages. We all, you know, I, out of all the marriages I know, I can name maybe one or two that I would actually want to have that marriage. You know what I mean? Like most of them are miserable or unhappy or somebody's cheated or, you know, they hate each other and they're just staying married for the kids or whatever. But I think that that epidemic is because people aren't waiting for the, not necessarily the perfect match, because I don't think there is such thing as a perfect partner, but you're not waiting for someone who would be the best possible fit for you. People are just settling for whoever happens to be standing right in front of them. And it's like, yeah. I personally have never been able to do that in my life. I've never been able to do that in any aspect of my life. Good for you. Um, I've walked away from, you know, career paths. I've walked away from book deals. I've walked away from a TV contract. I've walked Mm -hmm. away from, you know, publishers and agents and relationships and, and friends and many, many things in my life because I knew that it wasn't, it wasn't, for my best, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. It wasn't for, for, um, for, for my good. Yeah. It, it was, it was not honoring me as a person. It was not, um, adding to my life. It was subtracting to my life or it would have taken me down a path where I didn't need to go. And I know that that's not necessarily how the majority of people are. I think that people are kind of hesitant to, to move out of situations that are comfortable and secure because they may not necessarily be honoring you as a person, but I think that we've really got to develop that perspective in all things. And if you start practicing it in the smaller things in your life, whether it be your eating habits or your exercise routine or your sleep schedule or, you know, whatever it may be, if you start incorporating that, I'm not going to settle in in every area of your life. Then when you get to relationships, you're able to really step back and say, Hey, Am I really choosing this relationship or am I settling for this relationship? Oh my God. No, and that's a really tough lesson to learn. I've only been learning it the past few years, but it's such a good one. And it's, yeah. I think it's one of the hardest ones that, like you said, most people don't ever learn to put ourselves first. We need to know our value. I know you, yeah. you, you create like the most amazing posts about it. Like, like for example... One of the top mistakes that most women make, I've made this mistake a billion times. Nowadays, I don't. I learned my lesson, but I'm guilty of it. Like chasing men, like for example, going after men. That's one of the most stupid mistakes that we all make. Like all my, talk about like the biggest waste of time, right? And the minute you stop doing that, the minute you like, you know your worth, you know that there is no amount of chasing that's going to make a man value you and like you and appreciate you. It's a game changer and it brings you so much peace. It changes your life. Like what's yours is going to come to you. And you wrote a lot about it in uh, one of your books. And I was actually mm-hmm. reading it. I think you, you wrote something like five ways or something like that, like to why you shouldn't chase men, right? Yeah, five reasons why you should never <laughs> Five chase reasons a guy. why you shouldn't chase a guy. And I was reading it this morning. I was like, oh my God, she's so 
Right. And I still have friends that do it. I did it for, I, I did it so many times. And this is typical of mostly women. I know guys do it too, but this is typical of us not knowing our value or not knowing what we deserve. Let's take a quick break and talk about a very easy quick fix for super tired eyes, which is a problem that I have all the time. If you're crazy busy like me, some days there's no amount of makeup in the world that can hide your tired eyes. So this is why I partnered with Marie Marine Collagen Eye Gels and Collagen Facial Masks. Dermatologist recommended with hyaluronic acid and pearl extract, a professional treatment for puffy eyes, dark circles, and eye bags. Mare Eye Gels, you spell M-A-R-E-E, -E, are a fast and delicate fix for tired eyes. They're suitable for all skin types, I love that, and also they exfoliate tired skin. This is what I do like. Because if you guys are like me and you have this crazy, crazy, super long, hectic work schedules, some days you wake up so tired, like today, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? There's no amount of makeup that's going to make me feel better. I put them on for a few minutes. That's it. They truly make your skin look amazing. So much better. Super fast. Marie, M-A-R-E-E. -E true to your beauty you can get them on amazon right now how easy is that or if you prefer you can get them right on the website the website is imarie.com i-m-a-r-e-e.com professional treatment of dark circles bags super fast again for all skin types go check it out did you know that over 40% of Americans have a hard time swallowing pills? So when it's time to take your vitamins, large capsules and pills are out of the question. We know that gummy vitamins exist, but they're full of sugar, they get stuck in your teeth, and they only contain a fraction of the nutrients you need. Luckily, Easy Melts has discovered the ultimate vitamin sweet spot. Vitamins that melt in your mouth, taste like a treat, and are packed with nutrients ready for absorption, all without an ounce of sugar. For a limited time, Easy Melts is giving listeners a free three-month supply of vitamin D3 with their first purchase. To claim your free D3 vitamins, visit try.easymelts.com spring24. That's try.melts.com spring24. Say goodbye to the old way of taking your vitamins and say hello to the easy way. And I actually have a theory about this and I won't say like, and you'll know which app I'm referring to, but I'm not going to like call them out publicly because I've actually worked with this app. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't have negative, anything negative to say about this dating app, but there was the creation of a dating app several years ago where they flipped the script and the women were the ones who had to reach out first to the men. I think we all know and which one it is, right? <laughs> we all know which one it is. Again, I, I, I don't have anything bad to say about the app, <laughs> but I think that that simple thing, that simple shift, because that became arguably the most popular dating app, you know, to this day, um, yeah. It created this mindset of men had been used to, you know, kind of being the initiators and the pursuers yeah. and being the one to make the, the first point of contact. 
And then it completely flipped the script and women became the ones who were kind of initiating and pursuing and instigating. And so I, I've, at least from my own observations, and this is only from my own observations over the last 10 years or so of being on dating apps, I have seen a massive shift since that app kind of took over and, and has our culture in a, in a chokehold at this point. I've seen such a shift in dating just since that time, because when I first got on dating apps, it was a much different um, dating culture. There was still that guys were still putting in a lot of effort. They were still making, you know, making conversation and asking you questions and initiating conversations and doing all the things that you would hope that they would do. And over the last several years in particular, I've seen that a complete shift no matter what app you're on. Um, where it's, it feels almost like the woman is being expected to carry the weight of the relationship and I'm like, or the communication, whatever. And I'm like, you know, yeah. I don't have very strong, very much upper body strength. I can't carry <laughs> around the weight of this relationship on my shoulders. And so it feels kind of like men, they kind of took a little bit of a, of a backseat. They're yeah. like, okay, well, we're going to let, if women want to take charge and if women want to be the ones to initiate, we're going to, we're going to sit here and do nothing. Yeah. And we're going to let women do all the work. And so it's created this very strange dating culture where men are wanting to be pursued and wanting to be, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because I well, feel like when you're in a dating situation, you should be pursuing each other. Yeah. But I'll give an example. A guy went out on a few dates with a few months ago. His, um, his biggest bone to pick with me was, it was so strange. He was like, I just don't feel like that you're you're letting me know at the end of the date. You're not trying to line up another date with me. You're not trying oh, to make what? me feel special. You're not trying to make what? me feel like you want to see me again. You want you I'm, to line up the dates? I'm like, I'm the girl. <laughs> like you're the guy. I mean, I'm very, I'm very, I'm a very liberated woman, but at the same time, I'm very traditional. In same. Where it's like <laughs> he basically was saying he wanted to be treated, you know, like a queen what? and like like the woman in the situation and he wanted me to be the one in issue and I'm like that is weird not, you're you're barking up the wrong tree yeah. I'm not ever gonna yeah. be that girl like I will let you know that I'm interested and I will be engaged and I will ask you questions and I don't even mind asking you out on dates you know sometimes yeah. But I'm not going to be the initiator and the the pursuer and the aggressor. <laughs> like, that's just not what I'm going to do. And so I definitely feel like, you know, women have been put totally. sort of in this position where we're almost having to do that Yeah, if and we want, if we want, you know, a relationship to happen. And that's yeah. very frustrating for me because oh I'm God, never going to yes. be that, that girl. And no, if I that's know. what men are looking for, then I yeah. guess I'm just going to be yeah. single for another. No, totally. Me neither. And it's interesting that you brought that up about this dating app because another side effect of that is, and I completely agree with what you said, uh, what's happening to men is that I really feel that it, it kind of became like a door dash of people, you know, like the quantity of women, like yeah. they're just ordering women like they order pizza. Like oh two gosh, years yes. ago, yeah, like two years ago, yes. I'll give you my quick story. I, I, I met someone on this dating app and we started dating and he seemed like the perfect guy on paper, blah, blah, blah. I talked about it on a past season. 
he was very convincing, looked me in my face, like, oh, you're the perfect girl for me, blah, 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 blah. Months and months into dating and being totally all over my life, meeting my friends and meeting my, my traveling with me, blah, 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 blah. One day I found out he was still on the dating app, months yeah. into the relationship. And then he said to me, oh, you know why I do it? Because all these women like liking me and saying hello to me, it's massaging my ego. It I doesn't guess. mean I want to date them, but they're massaging right. my ego. <laughs> and yeah. like you just said, it's making it so easy. So, so many guys that at one point, maybe they were interested in a relationship. Now, many times they're there because like this idiot immature idiot just said like oh look at me and i wish that that was an outlier i wish that that was the exception and not the rule but unfortunately you know it does seem we know that you know men are very visual creatures and we're sort of in this instant gratification culture of you know how many likes can you get how many swipes do you get and so it it almost feels like there's so many options because you have a zillion different dating apps now you have a zillion different matches on all of these yeah. dating apps and instead of really you know channeling effort and intention into a few connections you have people who are kind of crop dusting <laughs> they're kind of like you said don and dash like door dash they're kind of door dash really like they're having all these different very surface level um conversations yeah. rather than really diving in with two or three connections at a time it's and so exhausting I think that right created a monster with yeah. these dating apps and it's and exhausting it's a situation where yeah. you know men and women i think are like kids in candy stores and they're totally. like oh how many matches can i get i know and you're not really looking at it as a serious way to communicate and yeah. to make a meaningful connection anymore you're just kind of adding up you know stocking up likes and and matches yeah to feed your ego. Do you and, have suggestions yeah, for I, I, uh, I don't know what the fix is. I wish I did because Me I'm neither. not currently on dating apps. I've taken uh, a step back for the last few months. I'm actually working with a matchmaker now, which has oh, been really cool. cool. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what the fix is. I really don't. I wish that I did. But also another thing that's that's been interesting to me is I've also seen the flip side of things where I've received some um, backlash when I shared that I'm working with a matchmaker and oh, I really? have people, oh, well, I thought I followed your page because you're an empowered single woman. And I'm like, I am an empowered single woman, <laughs> but it doesn't make you less empowered to hope to someday find a meaningful relationship. Like, yeah. <laughs> again, I've never been married. I've never had that in my life. I've always been on my own. So I've never had my, my shot at it. So am I going to curl up and die if I never meet someone? And if I never get married? No, but would I like to eventually of have course. a partner to, to live out my life with and to, to be <laughs> my person and kind of be there for me through the good times and the bad of course. And I, I, it was really frustrating for me because I don't think, I don't want us to get to the point where we, I mean, yeah, I'm all about being empowered and strong and independent and loving your life. But at the same time, part of, of becoming a healthy person is reaching the point where you recognize 
hey, I'm ready for a healthy relationship and I'm going to pursue it in a healthy way. And if nothing comes of it, oh my God, yeah. Oh, well, you know, I'll be okay. But if something does come of it, great. I'll have new stories to tell and new adventures to go on. And And it's what we were saying in the beginning. It's all about you have every right in the world to want a relationship. You have everything else in your life. You're super successful. You are a best-selling author you have a successful career you're great at what you do and like you were saying it's a part of a fulfilling life it's like me i want a partner i love being in a relationship Uh, as much as i talk about sex and dating and relationships i don't go out with all kinds of different men all the time i like being in a committed relationship so yeah i want to find the right guy for me i still hope i will i'm not in a hurry I think I get pickier and pickier and pickier as, you know, the more (laughs) I live. Uh, And I think that's empowering. I think that's very empowering because I I know my worth and you write a lot about that. And I want to talk about a few of your posts before we run out of time. But, yeah, of course. Uh, but, but like you said, you have every right in the world to, you can still do your job and you can still encourage women to be right. the best single version of themselves. And they will be better partners, by the way. And this is what yeah. I tell all my single girlfriends. If you love your life and you don't send that vibe of desperation, I think mm-hmm. like you and me, when we find the right partners for us, we are going to be such much better partners because yeah. we are in a place that we love our lives. Exactly. And you've already, when you already build a life for yourself that you love and you're not expecting this other person to come in and be that life because nobody can carry the weight of being your entire life's happiness. That's too much weight. Oh my God. Yeah. Totally. So when you're actually inviting someone into your life to compliment your life instead of the whole you complete me, Jerry Maguire bullshit <laughs> thing. <laughs> you complete uh, me. Again, you're, you're approaching it from a much healthier perspective yeah. and you're recognizing that, you know, yes, I'm, I'm happy to have somebody on yeah. my path with me, but if something happens and they're no longer on my path with me, I'll still be okay. Yeah, and listen, regarding your critics, you know how it is, right? You're successful, you kick ass, your work is getting bigger and bigger, which, by the way, you deserve big time because it's fabulous. You're always going to have the critics, right? The more success you make, there's always going to be like the Debbie Downer. No matter what you do, she's going to rain on your parade. So I always send a lot of love to those girls because they need it the most. So that's what I say. I want to read, uh, I, I still got to squeeze so much in, so let me rush. I want to read this one post because I think this one is so important and I hope it sinks in. And then you tell me what made you inspired to write it. Okay, I'm going to read it really quickly. She wrote it. Girls, please listen up. Ladies, men are not holding back. They're not scared. They're not overwhelmed by the intensity of their feelings for you. They're not too busy with work. They're not unsured if they can give you what you deserve. They're not acting interested. Uh, If they're not acting interested, they're genuinely not interested. Mm -hmm. I could not agree with you more. We create fantasies in our mind like they're too busy, blah, 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 blah. So can you talk about this post for a minute? 
in our defense, I think a lot of men, you know, kind of use some of those things to gaslight us because they don't, <laughs> instead of people, humans in the year 2024, they avoid confrontation at all costs. So instead of just telling someone, hey, I'm just not really feeling the connection, we ghost each other or, you know, we come up with some ridiculous reason. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, I think I've definitely been guilty of trying to to read between the lines and see what was really going on but it's really very very obvious if yeah. you've already if you're coming to the place in the relationship where you're having to read between the lines <laughs> and figure out what's going on and you're examining the relationship with a microscope that's probably a sign that it's not the relationship for you because end of the day it's very very obvious there's a quote i didn't write this quote but i don't know who wrote it but it says something along the lines of, if they like you, you'll know. If they don't, you'll be confused. Yes. Like, that's it. And it really is as simple as that. And I think sometimes it goes back to, I don't know if you remember that dating book from years ago. He's just not that into you. And yeah. I, I know the author. He's actually a friend of mine, and he's <laughs> amazing and hilarious and has a wonderful relationship with his wife And now. And But it really does go back to that. If they like you, you'll, you'll know. If they don't, you'll be confused. And I think we try to just, we always try to look for the best in people, I think, especially as women. And we, it's hard for us to accept. We want to look for, you know, the deeper hidden meaning, but it really is very obvious. If they're not making it obvious, if they're not making an effort, if they're not initiating conversation with you and trying to see you and trying to talk to you and be in your life, there really is no gray area here. Yeah. Like they're, they're just not as interested in you as they should be right. or as, as much as you deserve someone Move to on, right? Move on. Because nobody's no too busy. Like, you know, um, oh, he didn't text. They didn't lose the phone. They, they know your number. Right. They know where you are. If they're not making plans with you on the weekend, they're making plans with somebody else. Yep. There is no point in wasting our time, right? Like move on to okay. somebody else who actually cares about you. Yep. Catch and release. Catch I know and release. This, this is one of those posts that when you read it, it's like, ouch, but nobody yeah. is too busy to text you. If the guy likes you, they'll go pee and they, they'll yep. text you from the bathroom, basically, That's, right? That is absolute facts. And now that doesn't mean that he has to be texting you 24-7. We all have, you know, busy lives. We all have careers and families and friends and other things to do. But so I, I'm not saying like a man has to be, because I've, I've been in those situations too where a guy's wanting to text all day long, every five minutes throughout the day. And I'm like, listen, I have a job. I have to, you know, so I think we've got to just keep it in perspective though. If you're not hearing from him regularly, if he's not making an effort to talk to you and communicate with you and spend time with you, there really is no, no, again, nobody yeah. is that busy. Nobody is I that agree. stressed. Yeah. Nobody has that much going on in their lives that they cannot carve out time yeah. um, to spend with someone that they really care about yeah. and that they want to pursue a relationship with. Move on. Now, you mentioned uh, Valentine's Day in the beginning of, of our conversation. So let's talk about that for a minute because I know it's really tough for a lot of people. Valentine's yeah. Day coming up, single girls out there. I say single girls because I think women are a little more emotional than men. But I know some guys, uh, it's tough too because it's a, the day of love, right? It's not necessarily the day of couples, but 
I have girl girlfriends that they get so depressed. They're like, oh my God, I'm going to hide at home because I'm single. Yeah. Do, do you have anything that you, you say? What do you say like for girl, the single girl out there on Valentine's Day? They don't have a date. What do, you, do yeah. they do? Should well, they hide I at home? Try to do, I typically try <laughs> to do something for my audience. Like I'll do a Facebook Live or I'll Aww. do some kind of something on Valentine's Day um, for people who don't have anywhere to go and don't have anything to do. But it really is, at the end of the day, it really is just another day. It really is just another day. And it's only going to last 24 hours. Even the worst day only lasts 24 <laughs> hours. And if you just kind of keep it in perspective of, I like how you said it's a day of love. And I think that shifting your perspective to recognize that there are so many other kinds of love in your life that have nothing to do with romantic love and celebrating those, whether it be, you know, love of friends or family or, you know, your pets or yourself or whatever it may be, a love of a hobby that you have or find something to do. And maybe your something is staying home and watching you know, rom-coms or watching a funny movie to get your mind <laughs> off things or eating ice cream or whatever it is to get you, whatever you need to do to get you through the day, it's okay. Just really make that, if you don't have anything else to do on Valentine's Day, decide that that is going to be the day that you just absolutely self-care it, like, to the max. Yes. Like, you do something nice for yourself, you buy something nice for yourself, you give yourself a facial, you go get a pedicure, you buy a new book, you, you know, you go for a run, you do something productive that feeds your soul and your spirit. And don't get so blinded by the fact that you don't have a romantic relationship that you miss out on all the other amazing, you know, forms of love that you have in your life that, that are worthy of celebrating. Because again, we've got to keep everything in its place and in its perspective. Romantic relationships are nice, but they're just a part of your life. They're just a part of your life. Let's let them be just a part of our life, our lives, and not let the lot the lack of them eclipse the rest of our amazing, you know, yes. lives that we built for ourselves. I love that, and and this is the suggestion that I I use for myself if I'm single on Valentine's Day. And that's what I tell my girlfriends. Don't go home and cry because you don't have a boyfriend. Do something for yourself. Go to the spa, right? Yeah. Buy yourself a gift. Get a massage. Yeah. Self-love. Self-love. Or remember, it's not just about a boyfriend. If your mom is alive, buy your mom roses. You know, yes. like, I miss my mom so much. I wish, like, I had my mom to give a rose. Or, like, your best friend. You yeah. know, I don't know. Do something special for someone you know don't focus like on a boyfriend and then instead of suffering because you don't have that boyfriend you remember that it's just an extra day to celebrate love a little more i just think right. so sometimes people get really caught up like oh my god i can't believe i'm not like with that romantic partner and then that's why they get but depressed i'll be honest <laughs> <laughs> I had a date last Valentine's Day, and I mean it was fun. It was I was dating a guy at the time, and it was you know we had a we had a nice <laughs> night, but I, it's nothing that I, I I probably have had more fun at home by myself watching movies <laughs> and reading a good book, you know. So it's like I've had both sides of the coin, and uh -huh. that's not saying that I do, again. It's not saying that either way is right or wrong. I've, yeah. I've experienced both, and I've had just as much fun either hanging out by myself or going over to see my a girlfriend or us going to see a movie or, you know, whatever it may be. So I think 
it's all about the mindset that you carry. If yes. you're determined to be miserable on Valentine's Day, you'll be you can find a way. I mean, you can absolutely <laughs> you can always find a reason and a way to be miserable. Yeah. But if you go into the day with the mindset that, hey, this is just one day and I'm going to do something nice for myself. I'm going to plan something fun for myself. Even if that's something fun, it's just staying at home, watching a movie or reading a good book. And also the very next day, all the Valentine's candy at the store is like 75% off. So there's that. <laughs> it's like, you know, oh, it's a win-win. Really. Oh my God. You're the best. Oh, we're running out of time and I still have so much I want to cover, but I just want to mention really, really, really quickly you have a new book coming out, um, or I don't know if it's already available, but it's the message is so beautiful. It's called Turn Toward the Sun. And you talk about something so yeah. important, embracing yeah. the moment. We all know that life doesn't always turn the way we hope it should be. I'm living proof of that. I survived 14 years of abuse. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and I know a lot of women survived a lot worse things than me, but it's a very inspiring book. Can you tell us really quickly about it and, and, and when is it yeah. going to be available? It's out. It's, it's out it's already. Out. It's out okay. really anywhere books are sold. Um, Amazon, you can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, really anywhere. Um that book was really written from a very unique place. Um, we all know how awful the pandemic was and going through those couple of years of pandemic life. And in the midst of all of that, um, in the year 2020, uh, both of my parents were diagnosed with cancer within wow. one month of each other um, in August and September of 2020. And my parents are I'm very close with them. They're like my best friends. And it was the most devastating thing that had ever hit my family. And so between the, the not, you know, the, the pandemic, everything felt so uncontrolled. Life felt like you were not in control at all. There was nothing you could do to change what was happening. And then on top of that, to have both of my parents diagnosed with cancer, they're both still here. Thankfully oh, they're both thank you know, responding well to treatment. Um, it's been a very challenging few years, but in the midst of all of that, um, my dad and I, you know, really had a mantra of, you know, we can choose to look at all the big scary what ifs, because there's a lot of what ifs that come along with cancer and with pandemics and with all the big challenging things of life, or we can just live in the what is, and we can face each moment as it comes. And so that really honestly kept me sane and kept my head above water that that perspective in those you know two or three really awful years and thankfully we're coming out on the other side of that and I'm so grateful to have both my parents still here and I'm um yeah just learning and and it's something that I have to choose to do every single day because I've dealt with anxiety in the past and a pandemic and my yeah. parents being sick that certainly didn't oh help God. with the anxiety yeah. but just recognizing that there's absolutely nothing you can do about the big what ifs, but you can absolutely choose to live 100% in the present moment and embrace everything as it comes and know that you'll be strong enough to face everything as it comes because I, you will. And I think it's really important because so many people, 
we make this mistake, right? We plan the future, the future, the future, the future. Right. We don't know if the future is going to be there. Right. And it's an important lesson to embrace the moment a lot more. Yeah. And I learned that, yeah, like we need to be more grateful for today. Just go for it. And that's yeah. a big message. Even like with your, your page, the single woman enjoy being single enjoy every day yeah. enjoy your life right don't have so much anxiety about what's gonna happen like five ten years from now because god knows we don't even know if we're gonna be around but it's such a beautiful right. inspirational and think, book um and, and your work think, is incredible i think we all learned during the pandemic and in, in our own unique ways because i think everybody went through their own personal hell through the pandemic i've heard so many stories of yeah. so many things that people went through in their personal lives I think we really recognize what's important and how precious life is. And I think you, like you said, you just have to embrace every moment because life is really such a beautiful gift. And if you wait, if you wait, if you wait, if you wait, I'm going to wait to be happy till I'm married. I'm going to wait till <laughs> yeah. I'm, to be happy until I have a child. I'm going to wait to be happy until I buy a house. You're going to literally spend your life waiting to be happy when you can choose this moment to be happy. Yeah, and, and I am very, very honored that you're here. You're adorable. Yeah, your books, I mean, I'm definitely going to read all of them. I already ordered a couple on Amazon. I can't wait for them to arrive. Guys, please, please check her page because guaranteed fabulous inspirational posts every single day. The single woman on Instagram. You're on TikTok as well, right? Your TikTok. Page. I just started on TikTok. Yeah, I, I was saw a very that. late adopter to TikTok, <laughs> so I'm still figuring it out. Same. I love it. If you want to follow me, I'm pretty much on any platform, yeah. any social media platform at The Single Woman. On Instagram is The Single Woman and people can buy your books. They can find all your work uh, if they follow you on instagram the single woman all the links for the books are there as yeah. well right yes thank you they so much there. mandy you're amazing i really appreciate thank you, you. And this was such a joy. Thank, thank you, you guys having... and be happy single or not right mandy <laughs> yes yes life is short yes and i hope you come to la so we can actually meet in person have some coffee and do another one <laughs> i would love that i would love it and i'm sure your prince is trying to find you because you're a rare diamond well we will see we will see i'm gonna be happy regardless i'm sure he's out yeah. there stay tuned thank you so much guys be safe out there and i'll see you very soon thank you mandy many kisses i'll talk to you soon and before i let you guys go here's a great idea valentine's day coming up for your special someone people that you love very affordable gifts because i think most of us do not have an unlimited budget right and this is why i love girly a la mode fashion and style for all building a community for body positivity self-love and inclusion hashtag everybody is beautiful super adorable cozy comfortable pieces for everyday life such as sweatshirts beanies workout tank tops and my favorite which is the reusable organic shopping tote and now you guys gotta check out the love collection with inspiring love messages such as spread love love me more perfect right with everything crazy going on in the world right now shop girlyalamode.com girlyalamode.shopping on instagram girly 
à la mode and give someone you love some love. Let me tell you guys how to spell girly. G-I-R-L-I-E. À la mode. And you guys are going to love the gifts. And I love stressing because to me this is super important i only endorse what i can afford so keyword very affordable gifts and of course i love supporting small businesses so go check it out there is gifts for everyone uh guys girls and all sizes and all ages they're super body inclusive which is also something that i love very much girly a la mode